Welcome to Essie's Hour of Love. So I have hijacked this intro and um, I haven't uh, got Grace or Nancy or anyone here to do it with me because I actually want to say a really big thank you to them. I haven't, for some reason I haven't, I don't do the big thank yous at the end, like thank you for, for everyone that helped produce this show, which um, I'm going to start doing. Uh, so, but I um, wanted to hijack this intro and make sure that I'd say a really big thank you to everyone that helps me with, helps with this podcast. Um, Grace and Nancy are the two um, other people a part of this podcast and we've just sort of added a fourth, which is Jimmy Linville and he... Um, uh, he helps clean up our recordings and make sure it sounds good and that my laugh doesn't hurt your ears. He was also a, one of the guests and he um, lives in Nashville and he's wonderful and very patient with us and um, I'm just so glad he's on board. He also wrote the song, the intro song, um, and sings it on the podcast. And Nancy does all the wonderful illustrations and helps with the design and is just an incredibly supportive person and um, is able to bring to life what Essie's Hour of Love um, through images, um, which is not an easy task. And then there is Grace, who has pretty much been with me uh, since the beginning, um, who has to get late night calls when I think I've sounded stupid on the podcast or laughs at me when I talk about turning 30 every episode for probably the past five episodes. Um, she puts up a lot with me and so does Nance and so does Jimmy. Uh, but Grace has been doing it for quite a while and um, she really loves this podcast and she, uh, she probably wouldn't be around uh, if she wasn't here doing this with me. Um, so Grace, Nancy and Jimmy, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you. So the next episode, the, this episode you're about to listen to is episode 25 and it's Jeremy Elliott. He, um, we're friends, we don't hang out a lot, or but every time I see him, you know, he always makes me laugh, and we're actually from Perth, the same, you know, same city, same city in Australia, and um, he came to a comedy show of mine, and we went out for dinner afterwards with some friends, and he was sort of like, I don't really get your podcast, and what, you know, what sort of happens, and I was like, well, why don't you come on, and uh, and you'll see, so he was brave, and he did. And Grace told me to clarify that levers, when we talk about levers on the podcast, it is our version of when we graduate from high school in Australia, there is a two-week period where we go wild. We go absolutely wild, drinking, having an amazing time, and it's called levers. And um, she also will not let me forget that I bring up turning 30 all the time, so um get used to it because I don't turn 30 till September so I think I'll probably keep bringing it up and the other special thing is during the time that we recorded this podcast um, and now Jeremy actually asked his girlfriend at the time Naomi to to marry him um, so that's happened uh, in between the recording and now so congratulations Jeremy and Naomi uh, this is so exciting all right, guys, I hope you enjoy uh, the episode. Loving anyway. Come and find me. 
for like you should experience. Yeah, that's true. Neighborhoods. That's true. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And we're getting older, so it's like. You yeah. Know. But wait, so how old are you? Twenty nine. Oh wait, so we're the same age. I I think we yeah I think we yeah. could probably have established this at yeah. the time. So what does turning thirty feel like to you? Well, I'm not thirty yet. No. <laughs> Okay. In October. Yeah. When's yours? September. Okay. But like, have so, you thought about it or? Not really. Like, I've I've actually kind of I'm on. I'm kind of like weirdly looking forward to it from like a career perspective because I feel like I've been, um, you know, like as I've progressed in my career, I feel like sometimes. I've not been given the like opportunity, maybe not. Yeah. Opportunity, even like when it comes to other job opportunities, whether it's opportunity or even at like at a workplace, respect's not the right word, but maybe like, you know, opinion, like opinion being respected or whatever due to age or due to being young, but still in like a fairly advanced position. So like, even as I've like looked around for jobs, in some moments of my career, I feel like they've been like, oh, we need someone more experienced. We need someone more experienced. How so many years now do you have? I started when I was 20, so nine years, I guess, or in my 10th year. Of art director? Well, what just of career. So, yeah. like, my, you know, my role, my title is ACD, but, like... Uh, Associate Creative yeah, Director. Yeah. Which is a really good title. Yeah, I guess so. And I just like, I feel like I've been, I just want to get older sometimes just so I've got that more experience that people like, or even just like, I think people see me and because I look young, they assume that I don't have experience. Right, right. Even if they did, maybe I didn't look 29. Yeah. And so I'm kind of looking forward to getting older from that perspective. But then I don't want to get older just because, you know, I don't want to get older. Like my, you know, my hairline will start to go. You have a solid and... head of hair there, yes. <laughs> it's probably the biggest fear in my life. Like I'm, I'm at peace with all the gray hairs I've got. But um, Have you got gray hair? Yeah, definitely. So I won't come too close. Though. No, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I, I've got, I'm yeah. quite gray. I have to dye yeah. my hair. Yeah. But I think it's because I'm a warrior. <laughs> I think, like, I'm just going to go on that route, not that I'm getting older. Yeah. Yeah. It's not... But I feel like I've been using my age a lot to try and, um... Like, the amount of times I've said lately, I'm like, I am 29. Like, mm. like I have had a few experiences now. Yeah. But then I guess if a 40-year-old heard that, they would be like, shut up. Yeah. Like, well, it's all, like, context and perspective, because when I was 20, a 29-year-old, I was like, whoa, they're really old, and now I'm 29, and I still feel young, yeah. and, like, as I think you progress, you're, you know, it depends on who's surrounding you for, like, whether you feel young or old. If you're surrounded by older people, you feel young. young if you're surrounded by younger people, you, you feel, feel old. old so. Yeah, and I always thought in the advertising world, like, you don't, when you get older, you're not up with the cool stuff so but then you don't if you're young then you don't have the experience so you Mm. you need both to like Mm -hmm. the older crew need the young crew and the young crew need the older crew but sometimes it just doesn't mesh as well as Mm. i would hope but i don't know i it's funny i've never been one about age at all but this 
But I think because I'm surrounded by so many people that have just turned 30 or are turning 30, the conversation comes up a lot more. Yeah. And then I'm going, what yeah. does this mean? Yeah. But I don't think it... Well, like, it all, like, part of me is fearing it because I'm like, do I have to do, do I have to organize something? Like, I'm a very anti-birthday celebration person. Like, my 21st was very low-key... Like, it wasn't, like, 100 people. It was, like, 40, 30 people. Was there speeches? There were speeches, but it was still, like... It was, like, you know, family and close friends. And that was... And I like that idea. And even as I, like... Now I'm, like, 30. Do I have to do something? Do I have to organise something? I I just want to, like, again, just be with close friends. And, you know... I'm I'm very similar, except my sister and dad are coming over. They'll be here at that time, so... I've got a, I've, yeah. I think a, well, I think a, like a weekend away. That's cool. But then, but the funny thing is, is that I, like, I really love it, but that also means quite a lot of organizing where if you just have Mm. a one thing and you say, everyone meet here and just have it at a bar and then whatever, then you can be like, sayonara and let Lee whenever you want. Um, all right. So let's go, let's go back a bit. Okay. I want to I want to understand what you were like as a kid. Like in the high school world. Okay. Especially when it came to like girls. Okay. <laughs> um, I have no idea. Okay, so high school. Cuz like we grew from, up in we yes. both from Perth. Well, yeah. And then and you were up in what what neighborhood? Trig. Trig, beach, beach area. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, north, we both grew up in Perth. North Coast, sort of. Sort of yeah. yeah. Beach suburb, lots of surfers. Were you a surfer? Not really, no. I like my, I grew up, um, my next door neighbour was like my best friend as a kid and his family were all into surfing and my parents weren't really, they loved the beach but it was more like swimming and just like snorkeling and stuff like that. So I would sort of tag along with their family and attempt to surf. And it was a lot of fun, but I just wasn't like, I wasn't there getting up at 6am before school. You weren't living and breathing it. No, but... Does that um, mean you were a bodyboarder? Yeah, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. It's funny the judgment with the bodyboarders, except if you were really good. Yeah. Well, that was actually, my school was... The, in my year group, bodyboarding was kind of cooler than surfing. Wow. Whereas all the other year, I think it was just, just due to the most people couldn't <laughs> surf. So they're like, let's make bodyboarding cool. Um, and yeah, in like, Margaret River, bodyboarding was definitely not cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So all the other year groups, it was surfing. And so I think it was just our year was just a bit shit. So, <laughs> so I tried, I tried a little bit, but, um, like I still love the ocean. I miss the ocean, but, um, yeah, never was a surfer. No, I but, always um, dreamt to be one, but it just didn't, just didn't happen. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I need to like, I need to live near an ocean to actually try it. Yeah, you don't catch the hour subway out to Rockaways. No, no. That is dedication. Yeah. For probably pretty average surf. Yeah, very average. Yes. Anyway. Maybe I can be one of those old guys who are like volunteering down at the surf club in 30 years time in the like banana hammocks and the little like Tony Abbott. Crop jocks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, they have a good life. Also, they have ridiculous life. Beer bellies that you yeah. could ever, you know, like they just pop. But you they're can tell of, they're quite strong. Yeah. 
It's like rock hard stomach. It's, I think it's because of the sun, the like sun skin cancer that's sort of like sitting it's over the top. It's boiling up on like, their stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Australia. It's like this layer of leather over oh. their bodies. Yeah. And their Maybe white I teeth. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. All right, you high school. High school. So yeah, high school was like I didn't love high school. Um, definitely now looking back on it. Um, wasn't the best years of my life, I would say. Um, I, I guess socially, I was probably somewhere in between, just like the sort of normal group, I guess you would say, like not the nerds, not the popular group. Um, and then, like, I also was very, I didn't hit my like growth spurt or like puberty until year 12. So I sort of like entered high school being sort of like average height, average build. And then by the time I got to late high school, I was one of the shortest in my year group. I had braces for like three years. I got them on in like year nine, didn't get them off until a week after my school ball. <laughs> Come on, orthodontist, can't you just get them off a week <laughs> earlier than this? I've had them on for three years already. School ball is prom for yeah. Americans listening. Yeah. And so that was like pretty painful when you're looking at the photos and it's like metal mouth. It's like You also have this beautiful red hair, which mm. is really embraced in Australian culture. Yeah. <laughs> and especially in that time in of your that life. T- yeah. <laughs> What's the word everyone? Ranger. Ranger. Terrible. I was, yeah, I was pretty scarred from my high school years, just from like the, like, it wasn't like I was the, um, the butt of every joke or anything like that, but you know, you'd get your fair share of red hair jokes and, um, yeah. So then I didn't really, I, I would like, honestly say I didn't get that much interest from girls until I got my braces on, (laughs) till I got my growth spurt. And that was like basically the end of year 12. But were you interested though? Like, were... I def- like definitely like being a you know a teenage boy going through puberty yeah. and, and whatnot. I definitely there was like people I was girls I was attracted to and would love to have the confidence to be able to approach them, but I just never did because would, I didn't have that confidence. Would you be nervous around them just generally? Uh, not really. Like. I wouldn't say so. Like I, I, what was funny is like, even when I think about it now, even talking to girls, this is back when MSN in Australia was huge and mobile phones were coming like more of a thing that kids or teenagers would have. And it was super weird where like everything was so early days in that like online chat that sort of, there was no rules in a way. Like I could talk to kind of any girl I wanted in my year group on MSN and people wouldn't think it was weird. Or at least I didn't think it was weird. No, it's so true. Whereas now, if I were to... Not now, but like, if say if I was single now or whatever. It means a bit. I would, yeah. Why is this person texting me? Why, why, why is it okay that like this whatever guy from whatever is texting me? But like, that was just normal. Like, I could talk to any hot girl from my year group on like text or SMS and just talk to them about school related things or whatever. And it was like deemed fine. Yeah. So. I know. I agree. I remember now cause we didn't have internet at our house. So we were, I didn't have the MS, didn't have yeah. the chat thing, Yeah. but the, like at school you would hear like, Oh no, we talked on MSN or da da da. And it would be like the hottest girl with like a, Average dude. average dude yeah. yeah and it was it was just because everyone was so excited about this like new technology as well it didn't really matter and that made a lot of 
but I hate how we're saying average dude. They made a lot of average dudes become very good friends with like the hot girls. It wasn't yeah. didn't necessarily become like rela- like relationshipy, but like no. close friends. Yeah, and I think that that like maybe made me not nervous yeah. around them, but it also I don't think it put me in a position where I was going to like try make a move make a move but like it you know it would get you invites to parties and things like that so or like you know make it more comfortable for you to talk to girls at parties and things like that so like that was were your friends hooking up with the like was your friend group yeah i would say that like half of my friend group were like hooking up with girls like um, throughout high school, or like I, I don't, you know, like it's it's really funny to think about relationships in high school because like now I'm like, geez, that's so lame. That wasn't like, a relationship. I know, yeah. but like you'd be like, oh, Blah's dating Blah. Oh my god, they're like official, and it's like they like talk to each other at lunch, yeah. and that was it. Or they'd ask their friend to yeah. ask. Yeah, I mean, mm. so like that, um, you know, like it. I would say that some of my friends were like, not, I can't even use the word dating. What, what's the word uh, go, for like going, being go, high school? Going like, steady. No, going that's very steady. American. <laughs> uh, what, going, what was that? Going out. They were yeah, going out. boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah. or whatever. And, um, Are you going out with her? Yeah. yeah. And so there was like even some, but then like, I guess the popular kids would hook up more with the other popular kids. I yeah. Mean, that's just kind of the general that's, nature. Well, because they're also hanging out together. Like, it's their friend group. Yeah. It's fascinating. high school. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So, yeah, I didn't love high school, and I didn't, um, I, yeah, I really didn't sort of hit my stride sort of socially until the end of high school, and then I started to notice girls notice me, so then I would have some confidence, and it really wasn't until the last six months of all of my high school experience that I was able to, like, you know, be at a party, be drunk enough to try and, like, hook in, hook in, (laughs) hook in, (laughs) hook Uh, in. Does that mean hook up? Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Or tune them? Does that was that one? That was one for yeah, us. Yeah, tuning was, like was more like attempting. Yeah. yeah, and so um, or to hook oh. in or hook up. Yeah, and so and then like when I went on schoolies, it was great because it was kind of like I was on a little bit of a form ramp. I guess. You oh would yeah, say. you were, so schoolies. <laughs> what is the American thing of schoolies? Like, I don't know, like spring break, but that's but older. But it's not. Right? This is like schoolies and or leavers. Yeah. is when you graduate from high school and you basically it's just like a week of total partying mm. and you just make sure that someone's 18 that can buy the alcohol for you. And like towns will bar, like they won't let school leaders yeah. or leavers come to their town sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like, it's pretty, there's some places yeah. that fully embrace it and other places like... I guess no you way. like grew up in the heart of yeah. schoolies. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's rules. It yeah. gets serious. Yeah. Margaret River and Dunsborough were like the. I did Dunsborough. Is that yeah? yeah. I I did Dunsborough as yeah. well. Yeah, it was good. It was good yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, it was very. Yeah, so like I yeah had fun then, um, you know, but. Yeah, like high school was kind of a bit of a. It was just a bit shit, I think, as well. And I also really didn't know what I was doing, um, even with school. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to be. And I feel like teachers make 
school out to be like the be all and end all when it comes to the rest of your life like you know you're going into the later start uh, later parts of high school and they're like if you don't know what you're going to do you're going to be wasting years of your life mm-hmm. if you got your like uni preferences and all, all of that you know like your subject choices and it's just like I don't even know what I want to do and you know growing up in Perth where like there's such a strong mining and resources thing it's like everyone around you wants to be an engineer or something in that like walk of life so I ended up just doing subjects to like keep my options open yeah. but I had no interest in it in in any of them were you doing any art cl- classes at school uh the only one i was doing was furniture design oh. so which i love doing do you mean like woodwork or yeah yeah so like that was my non-te subject yeah. that i just sort of needed i think my parents kind of realized i was struggling a bit with some of the academic stuff and they kind of wanted me to you know have some form of like you know release on the from that from that sort of like heavy like focus of maths and sciences and um you know I got to close to the end of high school and was like I don't even want to be doing any of these subjects that I'm doing I'm not good at them and and then not interested I'm not interested and it's like you know I kind of I think I sort of still sort of resent that now about you know the education system yeah. Because I don't think it, like, maybe it's changed now. I'm very, like, <laughs> distanced from it. But I, I would hope that it's there to try and encourage people's strengths and interests rather than just follow a career path that, like, what, you know, everyone else is doing or what, you know, is deemed as a success. Yeah. I wonder now, I mean, it's weird because both of us are in the creative field. Uh which seems so legit and respected. Uh, as an adult. As an adult. Yeah. But I, like, I wonder, I wonder if that's changed now, as yeah. in when you go to career class or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, have you thought about being a graphic designer or an art director or anything? I mean, I didn't even know what those words were. Yeah, neither. But maybe they neither. weren't. Well, of course, they were things. Like, I don't know. Was it a? Perth, like a WA I, thing, I because know. I, you know, like. Well, my stepmom was a graphic designer, so I'd heard, I'd heard about it, but yeah. I don't think my teachers were. Also, I went to St Hilda's where we had lots of amazing classes, and and theatre and drama was a big deal and stuff. But they still wanted you to get a, the best TE score, which yeah. gets you into university as possible, because it also elevated the school's yeah, it was like reputation. A of the school, yeah. yeah. So it was. Weird, but, I mean, when you look back now and you're 17 and you're supposed to decide... Well, actually, you have to sort of decide when you're 16 yeah. what classes to take to then to what yeah. university course you're going to do. Yeah. yeah, I remember going, I have no idea. I remember being at a party once and one of, like, the fancy dads said, what do you want to do? I'm like, either a stand-up comedian or a sewer. Sewer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a job. Yeah, no, because I wanted to, because <laughs> I went and studied fashion design. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. But I just, I was kind of so sick of um, yeah. trying to figure this out when you have no idea. But I think like in Denmark or um, in the Scandinavian countries, they don't expect you to go to college until like you're around 23, 24. Yeah. That's just like, that's a very, the normal sort of way of doing it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 So I kind of felt like my high school years socially were almost like my uni years. 
in a way. I feel like I was a late bloomer. Do you mean sense. your uni years were kind of like your high school years? Yeah, I guess. For yeah. Like, yeah. Like in uni, you kind of had the party time, the go- yeah. like the stereotypical high school experience. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So, you know, starting to go to parties more, whether it was uni people or like, you know, working a part-time job. So socializing with work people. Um, Is this, where's this now? Like, are you still in Perth? Perth. Okay. Went to uni at Curtin and was working part-time at Baker's Delight. Excellent. Which I think is almost like a rite of passage for a lot of people in Australia. The yeah. amount of people I've met who are it's like Baker's local... Delight alumni. <laughs> like it should be a like a Facebook group or something. The local bakery on every yeah. corner. Yeah. Pretty pretty much. Much. Yeah. So uh you know, my uni years I ended up having a girlfriend who I met through work. Um and we dated for two years. But how, like, here's, I guess this is where I'm, where I'm wondering. So yeah. you have hardly had any kind of like girl experience until say like 17. Yeah. And then you go to uni and are you finding that you're pretty good at chatting with girls and like you're, like, are you, I don't know what I'm trying to, like, are you in, are you intrigued more? Or are you like, I just want to be free and I'm happy or are you like, nah, this would be cool to have a relationship? Um... I don't think I was, like, necessarily looking for a relationship, but um, I was definitely interested in girls, and I, like, because high school for me was, I guess, you know, like, a bit of a fail. (laughs) 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 I then, um, you know, like, in uni, I was trying to, like, make up for that in a way. Yeah. And so... um, I think it also probably came with me starting to drink more and go to parties more. And so then you would have that confidence. Um, and then at work, so I ended up dating this girl from work. And so, um, I think work was also sort of just a big place for me to be able to start talking to girls who weren't like, you didn't have that social pressure that you did in high school. And I think I started to get that, you know, as I was working at Bakes Delight in my last year or so of high school as well, as you're talking to girls who aren't in your year group, so, or, like, aren't in your actual, like, school, so there's no one there judging anything or, like, you know, leaping to any conclusions about who's interested in who, you're just talking to another workmate. Um, But you're all the same age, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like school, but you're free of judgment of school. Well, you also got to kind of get like a clean slate, right? To yeah, be totally. Like, you yeah. can be whoever you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. I think that work... I, when I was 17, I went and worked at Sweet Lips with uh, the fish and chip shop in Leaderville. Okay. And that was... It was like me, basically me and like 10 guys from the age of say like... The, so I was 17, but they were like 17 to say 24 and it was like I, you just joined the crew and yeah. you weren't any, no one knew what you were like in high school or yeah. your previous. And yeah, they just become like your total buddies. And that's what I loved about uni as well. It was again, like a clean slate. Like there's no baggage or anything. No one knows anything. And people kind of like, I think I sort of just, you know, a little bit more mature and so slightly less worried about the things that you would be worried about you know like the very typical things you'd be worried about in high school when it comes to like anything like whether it's like dating someone or sexuality or whatever so 
but I still was still felt like I had like a lot to learn, but, um, yeah, just being surrounded by people who were more open and less worried about stuff, I think helped sort of give me confidence in who I was and sort of starting to realize who I was, um, even as a person, because I definitely didn't really have an identity in high school. Were you starting to, like, it did, what did you study at uni? Multimedia design. Ah, so now you're kind of finding your... Yeah. So it was, like, it was a pretty broad degree when it came to, like, design and, like, you know, whether you wanted to be into, like, animation or graphic design or web design or whatever. Um, but it at least sort of got me interested in something... And I, you know, got pretty sort of, I guess, like, you know, I applied myself enough. I mean, you got pretty good. Uh, hopefully. Well, no, yeah. no, 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 I got like into it. Yeah. Like I got, um, you know, like I definitely applied myself. Like I, I didn't just go to the beach every day. Like I kind of went to right. the beach every day. But, but, like, okay. <laughs> so. but I enjoyed the degree because it didn't have exams. So there was no like... A lot of my friends were doing degrees that were like, they were just piss fighting around the whole semester and then they'd have this two week exam, yeah. like hardcore cram session. And just throughout my semesters, I would have to apply myself. And then at the end I could just go and fuck around. Yeah. Which was cool. So, so the, this girlfriend, yeah. so she was from Baker's Delight. Yeah. Was she also studying at the same uni? No, she was studying at UWA. Doing some stuff. Were you at Curtin? Thing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> I don't even think that means anything. No. But no. Terrible parking situation. Yeah, well, it's a pain it in the ass to yeah. get there as yeah. well. Yeah, UWO is much closer to the beach. Yeah. So anyway. Uh and what was it so what was it like having a girlfriend for the first time? Uh it was good, like uh it was fun. Like it was fun having a girlfriend who was part of a social group that you uh, that you were both in, if that makes sense. Yeah, like yeah. We yeah. both met when we were hanging around with this group of Baker's Delight people of like 10 or 15 people that would party every weekend together. It was kind of this weird thing where like we started hanging out after a few staff, like after a staff Christmas party, we just got really <laughs> into each other <laughs> after that stuff. <laughs> you- and then it became like by the end, of, so that was like, it was cool because then you were always going to the same parties together and everyone was friends with everyone Um, rather than that person being like the person you're dragging along. Yeah, that you Um, have to constantly think about. Yeah, Yeah. and then vice versa when you're going to their like social Mm -hmm. whatever. So I um, that aspect was great. Um, You know, we just sort of spent uh like a few years just sort of getting drunk and partying and going through sort of um the lamest sort of 20 year old love dramas that anyone could ever go through where you would like have issues or just whatever and then now i think about those things and it's like jesus christ that was so lame were you good like what were you good were you what were you like as a boyfriend like would you how do you sort of see yourself when you look back then uh, I think it was good. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. It's like... But, like, were you the one causing the drama, or was it... All I... I it was probably <laughs> less... I was... Like, I think it was very dramatic when the whole thing ended, 
But it was all this drama happening around us because we were part of this social oh, group. Oh, yeah, quite a few people. That were in there. Then people were like, if, if someone did have like a relationship and they came into the group and then they like, you know, messed up and did something with another person in there, like the group kind of like got really heavy in terms of the amount of attention it paid each other and it got sort of a little bit incestuous in a way and then it kind of broke down because of that and so towards the end and that was sort of when my relationship started to die like a few months after the sort of like you know one guy had a girlfriend slept with another girl in the group and then that you know then that girl slept with someone else you know and it sort of yeah. became like this weird gross thing that i think a lot of social groups go through around no that I, time. yeah i was, i think was going through the same thing yeah, yeah. and then so and we then it just kind of went <laughs> yeah just like and then it ended up being like three people yeah and then it's like oh uh, well i think this is just shit and we should all just it's, fucking <laughs> don't you find it kind of strange back in the day when you're so close to these people you see them all the time and and now like i think i'm i i'm probably i'm good friends with one of like my work colleague friends that we used to be sort of inseparable and go to parties together yeah and it's weird because in the moment you're like we're gonna be best friends for life i know Nope. Yeah, it's like you've got too much time on your hand almost through university where it's like you've got 12 contact hours of uni. So what are you going to do? You work for like another 20 hours and then you've still got like a million hours to fill up the week. So you end up like living in each other's houses because you've got no like, you're not waking up at 8am for school or whatever. So yeah. you just like start sleeping on, partying every night, sleeping on people's couches and it becomes this like cliche, like Hollywood, whatever. And you, I just remember, like, I think at the worst of it, we would be at parties and there would be, like, people walking out of houses down the street being, you know, like a, a guy running after a girl like, yes. to a school oval screaming, I love you. And it's just like... <laughs> and you're just, like, witnessing it and you're like, fuck, I'm too drunk to it. Like, you just end up driving home drunk or whatever and it's just like, fuck. Well, it's so weird shit. because, you know, in America, they it's all kind of happens on campus because they yeah. all live on college campus. But in Australia, we're... 18 you can drink and buy whatever you're driving it, it's all happening everywhere so there is it's so spread out what's yeah. going on where it makes sense in america where it just all happens in the one place i feel like yeah but, um, i know uh, ovals were a school ovals were a big place <laughs> Just running around school ovals on like sunday night a saturday night yeah. at like 1am in the morning the local park two 19 year olds like crying about how they're like hurt yeah it's just like you're not hurt you just... <laughs> <laughs> like you'll be okay yeah, yeah. or oh. so when did you decide to go to melbourne so then uh when i was 20 so like basically i um towards the end of so i kind of this is probably a sign that my relationship with a Bakers Delight girl was um, probably not meant to be when I was at university and like noticed another girl in my year, in my like classes. Um, and so like when I was going through this rocky patch, I was like kind of like very young and just irresponsible and was like, fuck the current girlfriend. I'm going to like try and hit on this other girl in my uni class. Well, you also got a bit of confidence now. You're yeah. like totally, you know, 
you're like a whole new man. Anyway, yeah. Which is a complete like asshole thing to do, obviously, when you're with someone. Yes, I know, um, yeah. And yeah, I just, uh, like nothing ever happened with the girl. I was just like flirting with her as much as I could. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how, I think one of my uni friends or something, uh, word got back to uh, my current girlfriend and she sort of started asking a lot of questions and that was kind of pretty much the beginning of the end where I was just like yeah I've been blah flirting with someone and I just like this is not good and she she pretty much dumped me um and I was like as much as I kind of you know now realize that it was like definitely we shouldn't have been together um I was very heartbroken at the time and so I was kind of moping about Perth when I was, you know, the start of 2008, maybe, and not doing anything in my life. I just graduated, wasn't looking for jobs because I was depressed. What did you, what were you, were you kind of surprised that you were so heartbroken because you were sort of interested in something else at the time or? I don't know. I don't think I could just process anything. I think I was too immature to know really what's, what, like what I was actually feeling other than just like, you know, you sort of, you're so young and you're so like into this relationship that there is this feeling of, Oh, maybe this could be the one Yeah. because you just don't know, you don't have any context. And that was my first proper girlfriend as well. And you'd, it sounded like you you guys also had a full life together. Like, your social life was together. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so then I just, like, compl- when she dumped me, I just, like, lost contact with all of that crew. So she kind of still remains friends with those guys now. The Vegas Delight crew? Yeah, I think they kind of, like, uh, still exist in a much smaller and, like, weird kind of family tree or whatever. Um, and... Anyway, so I was pretty depressed and my brother and sister were living in Melbourne. They were like, well, why don't you just come over and visit us for a few weeks? You're not doing anything. And when I went over, my brother kind of nagged me and put some pressure on me to apply for jobs in Melbourne. And that's what I did. I did a couple of interviews while I was there. Did Um, you like it? Or you weren't going to like anything at this moment? Yeah, I think I, I, I I loved the idea of an escape from Perth. Like, even when... Like, the problem was she lived, like, a five-minute drive away from me, and that was just, like, living... And, again, being a 20-year-old, like, that was, like, unbearable. Living yeah. only five five minutes away from someone that you thought you loved and not being able to see them, it was kind of, like, torturous in a way. And I'm sure everything was reminding you. Exactly. It. it was so cliche. You would go to, like, the movies and you'd see a happy couple swinging their arms together and you'd just be like, I'm so depressed. <laughs> Which is <laughs> so fucking lame. But, yeah, <laughs> no, but it's real. It's not playing it down, mate. I know, but like, I just, I don't know. I just find it okay, funny but when, like, like, 20-year-olds think it's love. And maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know either. But... But so I can understand what, like, girls would kind of do, right? They would talk about it nonstop with their girlfriends, mm. you know, like, with, like, no, like, let's go out. Like, heartbreak, right? Like, I've seen so many girls heartbreak. Guys, on the other hand, I have had quite a few friends, guy friends that have gone through heartbreak. They definitely, they definitely, like, feel it, but they normally mm. go, like, into their own. Yeah. Like, they don't 
want to talk about it necessarily as much as girls. Like, were you talking about it with everyone? Or you were like, obviously, you guys know the situation. I'm not with my girlfriend anymore. Do we really need to, like, discuss this? Yeah, I, I didn't really talk about it properly, I don't think. And I think that that made it harder for me to get over it. And I would say that it took me over a year to get over it where I just, I never looked at any girls like I wanted to be with any girls. Like I... During that year, do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like I, I wanted to escape from Perth. Like the friends that I lost through the breakup, I like only one or two of them I kind of kept in contact with immediately after that and you know one of them was supportive but it's it's still I wasn't like you know like I you wasn't having dealing a, with yeah. it I don't even know what the proper way to deal with heartbreak now would be so like I assume talking about it helps but I I, I honestly I also think it's kind of like any sort of grieving thing is that you probably just go through stages and there's the word, you know what the shittest thing is? It's when someone's like, it just takes time. And yeah. you're like, well, that doesn't help <laughs> because I can't fast forward time. You know? Totally. I totally. hate that. Yeah. Ugh. And yeah, and so that's like, I I wanted to just get out of Perth. So I moved to, and so like the interviews ended up going well and I got a job at Clem's where I am like had met, have now met a, a million amazing people that I'm very close with. But, um, I, it was like a happening kind of advertising agency, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I that was like that was a great period of my life working there. But like so like leading into that, I just wanted to get out. I moved to Melbourne. I moved in with my brother and sister because my sister had just bought a house in Melbourne, so she was like looking for roommates that weren't assholes. Um, so your little brother. <laughs> so, so I kind of like, they took me under um, their wing, the two of them, which was good. But it still was kind of like, I don't think I even opened up to them that much about it. I definitely just held on to it and was kind of, I would say, just sort of like semi-miserable for a year. Did um, you tell her, Jez? Like, did you tell her you were leaving Perth? Yeah, 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 yeah. We, how did that go? Um... Uh, I don't, I can't really remember that ever being like the big thing, a big thing. Like, so she, um, I think in terms of like aftermath of that relationship, like initially, I think she moved on like a way, like way better than I did. And she actually started seeing someone with like, I think like three months later. (laughs) Okay. And so like when I, and that kind of like put me back after I like had moved to Melbourne, got a job, was feeling a little bit better than like seeing on Facebook her with another guy that like put me, set me back in terms of my like recovery. (laughs) Crawl (laughs) back into bed. Exactly. (laughs) Crawl back into bed and just continue to sob. And then, um, so yeah, like I was like, fuck, she's just like, you know, classic devil woman. And then like years and years later, um, she contacted me and she kind of like, I think that, you know, after, after she'd gone through a few boyfriends and whatnot, a few years later, she was kind of like, oh shit, we were kind of like, I kind of miss you a lot and still sort of think I love you in some ways or something like that and I was just like fuck you (laughs) oh you didn't think that that was (laughs) 
I am over this. Yeah, I was well and truly <laughs> over it. I'm like, and so I was just like, yeah, whatever, you know. But was that was that kind of nice to hear though? It was, it was, but it was also like great to not to, feel anything. Yeah, either. I didn't want yeah. her to know that. Like, like I wanted her to feel shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think twenty years later, yeah. you write her. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. That was. <laughs> yeah. So um, where was I? Yeah, like. So you uh, start at Clems. Yeah. And so I didn't like, you know, you start an agency and there's obviously lots of social things, but I didn't, um, you know, I just sort of didn't, I didn't really look at girls even for like that first year after that relationship ended. I just didn't want to, I had no interest in it. I was still sort of moping around, you know, I'd go to some work things, have a few beers, like talk to people, but I wasn't like, I was trying to put the moves on anyone. And I also just didn't like, I then like thought that I had to live by this, you know, you can't shit where you eat kind of thing uh. after the baker's delight. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish other people would know what baker's delight Yes, I can't think of like an American. I guess it's like a Dunkin' Donuts. I guess Baker's so. Delight. But replace donuts with bread. With bread, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's like a little higher on the food <laughs> chain than yeah, I Dunkin' think, Donuts. So, but I was more thinking of just the the but like set the, into culture. Yeah, like, and yeah. the kind of like teenage staff you can yeah. imagine behind the teal is very Dunkin' Donuts staff. It's like you know. Yeah. Pimples and whatnot. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So you, were, so you, were <laughs> beautiful so with the it. food. Yeah. Um, okay. So then, so so when did the when did your eye or like when did you start being interested in girls again? Um, I don't know. It kind of just sort of organically happened again. Where I was like, I think I was somehow, um, I think I was like drunk. I I um went to I used to used to I still do but like I uh, I used to go to a lot of gigs in Melbourne like a lot of punk oh, yeah. like hardcore emo gigs and I was at one of those and had had a few drinks was there some some mates and some girl was you know looking at me from across the room and then I made a move and hooked up with her and that was like the first time I hooked up with a girl since breaking up with Baker's and so that was probably the point where I was like, okay, I can like not yeah. think about the Baker's Delight experience anymore. And I can just like, you know, hook up with a girl and it not, you know, it can just be whatever. And Did you have um, like friends sort of give putting that pressure onto you? Like you got to get out there again. You got to be like that. Or there wasn't really that. Not really, yeah. no. I think I'm thinking of a movie when I say yeah. stuff like that sometimes. Yeah, no, it was like very like low pressure like I had some really great friends that I'd met in Melbourne through work um and you know even just through my brother and sister living with them like sort of leached onto some of their friendship circles and they were awesome people and none of them were like putting pressure on me um to be you know like yeah. I think the way that I probably put pressure on some of my friends now <laughs> yeah is, right we yeah. do do it yeah so well, you're also 20 or 21 now, yeah. like, yeah. So, so when, so where did Noemi come into all this? 
Uh, and so, can you please yeah, put it, can you put in a bit of detail of how you met and like courted her? Yeah, it's like pretty funny story. Um, which anyway, okay. So I was working in an advertising agency in Melbourne, um, and she was working in a graphic design little studio, and. How was, far was, away are we now from like when you from? So this where is when we, we met when we were twenty five. Okay. Um, maybe twenty five, maybe twenty four. Yeah. So this is like after a few years of like starting to get my confidence back up, and then like you know I guess becoming just more of a regular twenty something where you're like you know going out and like you know, you might date people for a month or two and sort of doesn't really work out and then, you know, move on, blah, blah, blah. So it was just sort of like a few years of just sort of like navigating. So nothing too, too serious in that time. Yeah, yeah. nothing really that serious. Like I saw one girl for about three months, um, about a year before Noemi, which I kind of wanted to become a little bit more serious and then she didn't because she was coming off a a relationship. So then I just... um, after that, I kind of just was like, you know, I'm just going to go, you know, do my own thing and not and not try and force something, I guess you would say. Um, and so then I was, uh, so there was like all these like advertising industry events in Melbourne. I guess they're everywhere um, for people like young people in advertising. It was, there was this one um, event every few months called Young Bloods. Yeah. Oh, not only because of, don't they have that here as well? Yeah, it's probably global. Yeah, like, the young, young people or the young, young guns. Young guns. Young guns. Maybe young guns. Yeah. Um, and so her friend was, is also working in advertising and she invited her along um, to this party. I'd been at the footy. I remember my brother was visiting from Sydney. He'd moved on to Sydney and he was down for a weekend staying with me and... Um, We'd gone to Carlton Collingwood game in the MCG, and then I, I was really funny because I actually fell asleep during that the game. game. Like I actually was, I love football as well, but because I, of like, the beers and the sun. I or? think it was the beer. Yeah, like it was like Friday night, and it got to like the third quarter, and I was just sitting there like sipping <laughs> on a giant pint and just like falling asleep in my chair. I think the game must have been shit or something. Um, but he went off and hung around with his friends in the city and I was like, well, I'm going to go to this warehouse party for uh, young advertising. And it was a um, doctors and nurse theme. Oh. And it was this shitty warehouse in the back of, out the back of Chapel Street. And I walked in, it was this like, I, I, I didn't have any clothes that were like dress up theme. Doctor. And, doctor. And as I was walking there, I ran into a mate from work who was leaving and I was like oh he was wearing scrubs and I was like oh can I just have your scrubs and he was like sure and just gave me the scrubs and I was like this is great and I, my name wasn't on the list either for some reason oh. so then I got to the door and just kind of like you know said I was Joe Bloggs and went in and um it was one of the grossest like warehouse parties I think I've ever been to where there was at least like a centimeter of oh alcohol or like beer on the just floor. on the floor at everywhere just like full coverage so like everywhere you're walking was just disgusting and every single there was so many like uni students there who were there trying to like network and probably get banged by like 
22-year-olds yeah. who oh. were actually working. But it was kind of like, oh, man, what did I walk into? I was, like, falling asleep at the footy, and now I'm, like, at this, like, disgusting thing. <laughs> I can't even imagine the nurses and the doctor's outfits, but, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Like, apparently that night, one of the guys who was running the event, like, he was wearing um, fake bandages, and there was, like lights there and he was giving a speech or there was can something there was there that was hot might have been candles or something but his fake bandages caught on fire and then he had to get rushed to hospital and, and then put bandages on yeah to get bandages on to then come back so it was like oh, this no. weird like you know doctor getting burnt going to a doctor coming back to you know whatever um so yeah it was a, it was a wild night um I just sort of had to go there and be like, fuck this. I'll just have to like, you know, drink myself into enjoying this and, um, did that. And then like at some point, um, was just walking around the dance floor and kind of walked into Naomi who was sort of dancing sort of semi on her own, but like, uh, <laughs> with her friend. And I just sort of said, do you want to dance? And she was like, sure. You asked her to dance? Yeah. 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 <laughs> if anyone does that. I know. <laughs> I was like, I just kind of like walked over and sort of semi was dancing in front of her slash with her already. Grooving and in there. I was like, hey, we should dance kind of over here sort of thing. And then sort of just sort of semi separated from the main dance floor and started making out kind of thing. You know, classic drum, yeah, 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 yeah. club bar situation. Um, that normally doesn't go very far, but yeah. Yeah. So that was great. And then we, you know, you know, within like half an hour, it was the the house lights were up and it was like get the fuck up so we left and um everyone was going off to that what's that bar on chapel street which is oh you're not i'm melbourne, not a huh? melbourne yeah. girl yeah. Oh, oh. but i know the one that everyone talks yeah. about that stays open until like during yeah. the day so everyone was going there yeah and i was and uh i was just like oh do you want to come back to mine and she was like yeah cool so then I went back um we went back to my house and we were talking and so this is kind of where it gets sort of semi-dramatic <laughs> already where, where she was like oh where do you work and I was like ah oh, here and she was like oh my ex-boyfriend oh. works there do you, his name's blah do you know him and I'm like Oh uh, yeah, he's um yeah, he's actually a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> and a friend of mine. I'm yeah, guessing. and a friend of mine who I've like had beers with before on a social level. Like he had already left. He'd been at that doctor's party, but had left before I got. Not there. the guy that you got the scrubs from. Though. Yeah, if it was the scrubs <laughs> yeah. guy, it would have been like over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or just completely meant to be, whatever. It would have been, yeah, that yeah. would have been ridiculous. So then um, that was like, oh, that complicates things. And so the next morning I kind of dropped her home and was like, you know, maybe we shouldn't sort of like see each other ever again after this. <laughs> it was very like adult. I yeah. was very adult. I was like, or I was very bro code or whatever. I was like, yeah, I don't think this is like, you know, I don't think I'm going to be able to do Too far this. already. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she was like, oh, I get it. You know, she was, she was a little bit like, I don't see what the big deal is. Um, you know, she told me that the relationship between them had been over for two years. Um, and I was like, oh, still, it's a bit like, there's a gray area there, right? 
Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. Maybe it's black and white. I don't just know. Thought, <laughs> <was great. laughs> you were really wanting me to confirm that. I was like, oh, um, I think. I mean, yeah. I think I'll. It is a bit great. Who knows? Mm. I find it fascinating because do you really own someone in that in that sense? Yeah. Like, but, but I'm thinking back to like high school days where you couldn't even like someone that someone else had had a crush on. I'm yeah. like, that's taking it way too far. But. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like in high school it was even like it was way less. Like you know, some, oh, some yeah, girl would really date a guy, <laughs> and then like six months later she'd be dating his best mate. And yeah, no, just be like, yeah, whatever. No, I do. I, I agree. It is a yeah. it is a gray area, but I think some people couldn't give a shit, and other people it's a really big deal. So yeah. you just have to find out who you're dealing with. I don't know. Yeah. So I went into work on Monday morning. But also, are you interested? Like, what, like. Well, yeah, I was. Re- I was yeah. really attracted to her, and I, you know, we had similar. Like, we'd already sort of realized that we had similar interests. We were both designers and whatnot, and um, yeah, she was just like, yeah, I I liked her um, from the moment we'd sort of met, and then, but I kind of was just like, ah, oh, you know, I was yeah. just like, nah. We should, right. we shouldn't do it yeah. we shouldn't do anything like we shouldn't go on any other dates basically a date um and so I went to work on Monday morning and you know it's kind of the classic Monday morning everyone's sort of sitting around having a coffee and I'm sitting there with one of my like one of my close peers who'd kind of known the situation because <laughs> I'd let him know like on the weekend and uh the ex-boyfriend walks in and he's like oh so how did you go on Friday night because it's like, it's very boysy yeah. to do that. Like, you know, you're kind of like catching up on the weekend. Oh, and What's okay. happened at the staff party. And I was just like, and he hadn't known anything. Oh, okay. I thought he walked in. No, yeah. And so I was just like, oh, yeah, I should probably tell you that, you know, I ended up going home with Noemi or Noemi ended up coming home with me. Um, but nothing happened and I'm not going to see her again. And he was just like, oh, whoa. And I was like, yeah, I, I didn't know that you guys were a thing until after we'd already got home, which is true. Hmm. Um, and he was like, okay, okay, yeah, you should just stay away, stay away kind of thing. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. That's and very like That was very good of you, right? I guess, but then, like, what followed was... <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I dropped the gun. And so it was really funny when, as he was walking in, the guy who already knew what was up kind of just walked out of the room in like silent back to his footsteps like yeah. <laughs> oh shit um and so then like I uh anyway so after that it kind of made me want to um. be with Noemi more I think <clears throat> and I think it made Noemi want to be with me more because she was like oh He's a really good guy. He's like, you know. Oh, I know. Emmy does not friends. sound like this. <laughs> this voice you put on. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I, I uh, kind of couldn't stop thinking about her. And then I was like, oh, fuck it. Fuck this guy. Um, if if uh, I'll just go on a date with her. And if it's shit, then he'll never have to know and I'll never see her again. But if it's good, then I'll deal with whatever the consequences are. And so then like a week later we went on a date and it was good. And 
it was like, shit, now I've got to work out what I'm going to do. What was the date? Guy. We went to a Thai restaurant, Easy Tiger, Smith Street, um, just down the road from where I was living and just, you know, chatted all night and then wandered home and, you know, whatnot. So, <laughs> pretty regulation date. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Um, but yeah, so that kind of made things a little bit awkward and then uh, she was going away to New York for a holiday a few weeks later and the uh, the guy, one of my best mates who I was living with in Melbourne was in Canada and he texts me going, hey, there's a music festival in Canada uh, called Oshiaga. Do you want to, like, there's all these amazing bands that, you know, we both love. Do you want to come over and, you know, just meet me and we'll go to this festival? And I was like, uh, maybe. And Noemi was going to be in New York. This guy was in Canada and Montreal. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just go over and see if I can, like, hang out with each of them for a few days each. And so I did that. And so then I spent time with her in New York. And that was awesome, obviously. It's New York. You know, it was summer. We were just yeah. like love and life and uh i got back to new york and i was like i now have you got back to melbourne oh sorry melbourne now i have to like navigate this like boy guy thing ex-boyfriend thing and so i kind of just told him like we've started seeing each other and he was just like well i don't know what kind of person does that to what i thought was a mate um you know that's not kind of you know what mates do kind of thing and I was just like yeah I guess I'm just shit <laughs> and <laughs> and then we just like couldn't look each other in the eye for the next like six months in the office oh. and I ended up um quitting that job six months later to move to New York with Noemi and then um so that, that made it less awkward the fact that I was leaving but then like a week after and I announced that I was leaving he then quit and then moved to New York. He did not! He did, he did. So he's still here. Um, so yeah, like it was very, uh, it was, it's not like we hang out. No, like I'm sorry, my face is still yeah, yeah, showing yeah. something. I know, I'm it's not, fucking just... ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Like he, so, yeah, we sort of met in July at Christmas I quit and then moved to New York in March and he arrived in April and we kind of tried to, at some point in between us, me quitting um, and us both realising we're going to New York, we kind of put out a little bit of an olive branch to each other and tried to just say, hey, you know, we should just get over it, blah, 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 um, which was a pretty mutual kind of thing. And we sort of tried to um, make a goal of having that friendship, the three of us. So we caught up, like, I, you know, we talked during the, like, moving period, giving each other tips on visa stuff. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. you know, like, bank account stuff and social yeah. security stuff and all the little things that happen when you move. And then um, we caught up a few times to have beers and it was just so awkward to the point that we kind of just mutually stopped asking each other to hang right. out. Like it was very sort of forced, like, hey, come and have a beer, you know, have a beer. And we just sort of, it was just very awkward and it was just like, I think this has sort of run its course. And I sort of run into him probably about once since then, late last year, and he's got a girlfriend 
um, also living here and it was just like, a, it was still like semi-awkward just yeah. having a quick five minute chat to him and it was just like cool, we're like mutually like hopefully all happy with where we all are and you know at the end of the day like I guess I kind of traded his friendship for hers um you know if you wanted to look at it that if way you want, yeah. and I'm like totally happy with that move right <laughs> it could have yeah. easily backfired but like that's you know. I know it's I mean I think yeah you're right what do you you know yeah you had to make a decision and uh, you know the way that you sort of explain it, it's not like well no I don't want to talk. I mean it wasn't like he was your best best friend that you've had forever but still and also I think fair enough on his part you know if, if it's just hard or yeah. you know it brings up stuff fair yeah. enough and you don't have to be around it or you yeah. know like yeah like I think that um you know if anything I was like way more in the wrong like, I don't think he was in the wrong at all no. for saying, oh, you can't be with her or anything like that. Because I think, you know, like, realistically, you don't really hang out with your exes or you don't really want to see anyone hanging out with your exes. And, and like Or imagine what's going... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. like, I, you know... If... Yeah, so I, I just... Yeah. In any of those situations, like, I think it's always going to be awkward. And so you just kind of hope that you made the right decision. Um, but like five years later, I think you have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's Wait, sort of you out. and Noemi been together for five years now? Five years in July, so very close. And how was the decision for you two to move to New York together? Yeah, so I was like, I was pretty unhappy in my job. Maybe it was related to the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Things had just felt a bit different. <laughs> I wanted to move on from um, where I was working just because I wasn't really doing the work that I wanted to be doing. I wanted to be more design focused than advertising focused. And so I was starting to look at other opportunities and she wanted to move on from her job. We had visited New York in the summer before and loved it. And we were just like, well, if we're going to both quit our jobs in Melbourne. It's were you of, living together or anything at the time? No, not when we made that decision. We ended up like living together for the last month or so just before we moved, just to like save a little bit of rent money. Um, but yeah, we we both just want like we kind of saw the opportunity for a bit of a clean slate, and you know had some friends living over here who were working in similar industries who were like you know able to like welcome help. us in and help so it didn't feel like this big daunting overseas move and it ended up not being that at all like it was very easy to come over and just sort of like you know get in sync and yeah so we, we were just like cool let's just go to New York and um, moved over at like the start of summer and 13 or 12 or somewhere around there um, maybe it was 13 yeah so yeah, and it's yeah, it's kind of flown by since. And so, so really, you and Emmy have like your relationships really New York, like essentially, yeah. Like it was a very short, like it was like a summer in Melbourne, um, which was awesome. I think it was because it, we were kind of like spurred on by the fact that we knew we wanted to move. Like I think we booked our tickets like on Boxing Day. I remember like we were spending Christmas in Sydney and we were like, fuck it, let's move and booked our tickets. 
And so that the rest of that summer was very like exciting with the prospect mm. of moving and you know there was a little bit of like work to do when it came to packing up our lives but um you know it had great support from both of our sets of parents so like it was never really like a hard no it sort of thing. just sounded right yeah it felt right and then when we moved over we both sort of got great job opportunities that we took and yeah it's sort of been great ever since but it is predominantly like a very new york relationship i guess in that sense yes so you've also never been single in new york no which i'm very lucky I you think. are so lucky <laughs> I just, yeah it'd be such a different experience coming over here with mm. someone and like setting up which i feel like quite a lot of the australian crew have done they've like come with the partner they have this time but then they then they normally scoot back yeah and get married yeah, yeah. true nah. yeah. Nah. <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah so i've been lucky that i haven't had to like deal with the new york dating scene which you know i've heard my fair share of yeah i'm sure about. you've heard the whole um, yeah kitten yeah. caboodle and i'm like whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm good i don't know what you guys are talking about <laughs> yeah Cool. But like, I think that since then, it's been very drama-free. Like, it was this, like, crazy start to a relationship. Um, but then, since then, I think that we've sort of, um, you know, had some really great times and experiences together and with our close friends as well. Um, but now we've sort of reached a point where we're just, like, you know, very drama-free, which is good. Okay, I'm going to ask one last question. Okay. I never do that. Um, what? <laughs> you need a soundboard. <laughs> I nearly did the table. Boing. But what's your what's your favourite thing about your relationship with Noemi? Ooh, tough question. I know. That's why I hesitated. One thing. <laughs> no, say as many things as you want. Um, I think what I now what I now love about it is um the support that she gives me like I think that you know like other than all the sort of like typical things that you get out of a relationship like friendship and love and all of those feelings and whatnot I think that right now I love the fact that we just like support each other 100% in whatever we want to do so if it's work-related, um, you know, like, we're both happy to sacrifice for each other's success. Um, and we want to um, encourage each other to become better at what we do. But then, you know, um, outside of work-related things, it's, like, even whether it's, like, tackling weird friendship things or just you know whatever the situation is like it could be as as annoying as having you know like a weird run-in at the supermarket with someone and then you know us listening to each other and like supporting each other through like trivial things as well as bigger things I think that's kind of one thing I love and especially like she's just been away for the last 10 weeks in San Francisco working and um you know like that's been one of the hardest periods for us as a relationship because we've never done long distance before and you know we made sure that we talked every day and whatnot but like you know throughout that period 
she's been trying to find more work for freelance and I've been like seriously looking at my career and things like that and just being able to have that person that is like there to back you no matter what your decision is is something that I really love and it was something that I was like really looking forward to her having her back to have that like physical version of that as well you know whether it's like just being able to chat about things having that second person there to like um help you through like little life challenges and things like that I, I love that side of our relationship um you know I don't know if it's the favorite thing, but it's definitely the thing that I appreciate the most right now. Yeah, I would think that that's extremely, like if we look at like the phases that we all go through in life, I think right now, like us talking even about being 30 and the careers, these decisions that we're making right now feel really big. Yeah, totally. You know, and to have someone that supports you and as well as lets you talk about it for two hours, if that's what you need to do is amazing yeah yeah and like giving like advice that like you know even like really simple advice things like that like i think that if she wasn't there i would be turning to friends or family to have those discussions and you know not to say that their opinions are less or whatever but i just really um you know value everything that she says and i really find it very comforting i guess and she knows you so well and she understands New York and she, under, you know, like, yeah. yeah. And gr- great encourager as well. So I think I appreciate that a lot. You lucky duck, Jess. Yes. <laughs> <Very lucky. laughs> All right, we are done. Really? You're, yeah. You're, okay. <laughs> was, it, were you, was it painful? No. Like, it's probably going to be painful for me to hear. <laughs> yeah. No, I, a lot of people say that. They have to, like, do be... it in sections. Oh, my God. When they it's going to be so back. painful to hear the bass delights. <laughs> <laughs>